Welcome, Hudson Valley, to this week's edition of In Touch, the public affairs and issues program that runs across Town Square Media, the Hudson Valley radio stations. With us this week are Patrick Doherty and Joey Taylor, two founders of Definitely Human Theater. Despite the hardships of the pandemic, Definitely Human persevered and produced their first show, Howie the Rookie. Beyond that, they have a performance coming up on December 4th called The Ukraine Plays, a series of Ukrainian plays that will be a charity event to support Ukrainian theater artists and playwrights. These guys have a great mission and goal for theater in the Hudson Valley, and I'm excited to share their story with you. We invite you to join us and listen to a previously recorded conversation between Definitely Human Theater and myself here on In Touch. Hello, Hudson Valley. You're listening to In Touch, Town Square Media, the Hudson Valley's public affairs and issues program. This is Connor Walsh, and we have a great episode for you today. We are kind of going into my roots. Uh, I've talked about this before. I'm a huge theater nerd. I've done theater for years, and it's so cool to be having these guests on. These are the founders of a great new local theater company, Definitely Human Theater. So with us today, we have founders, actors, and directors, Patrick Doherty and Joey Taylor. Guys, how are you? Uh, I'm great. I'm great. Thank you so much. Hey, so glad to have you guys here. And it's great to see what you guys are doing. And I'm so curious of like how this is building and how this is growing. So I guess like the first place to start, what is Definitely Human Theater? theater. How'd you guys get your start in all this? As we like to say, definitely human theater uh, is actually not just a bunch of radical cool theater makers, but in reality, we are nothing but a bunch of freaks and weirdos making crazy cool art. Our origins begin a few years in the past. We all met at our time in Dutchess Community College, where we were enrolled in the performing arts program, which is an excellent program. And we worked really well together and we were all really great friends. And like most things, we finished the program and we kind of all went our separate ways. Between the lot of us, we attended a few different four-year universities and theater and acting programs. We kind of all separately began to feel, you know, it wasn't quite right what we were or were learning and were being taught and a kind of general dissatisfaction with uh, the way things were we're going. And over the years, we managed to find ourselves all back here in Poughkeepsie with kind of similar uh, artistic goals and needs and, you know, and wants as artists. And uh, now we're here. Fantastic. No. And I love what you said. It like freaks and nerds bringing everything together. It's like, you got to be, you got to have that imagination and that creativity to bring it all together. And it's cool that you guys, you know, you started off together, branched out and now came back and now forming all of this. Now, Patrick, you were telling me before we got onto the microphone that a lot of how this all started got pitched to you while you were on a beach of all places, right? Can you tell me about like, yes. like that, that pitch, how that got started? So essentially, it was never presented as we're going to start a company. It was presented as, can you please direct this show? Cool. We were uh, on September of 2020. I was approached on a beach by the Long Island Sound. Um, and Joey came up to me, sort of apropos of nothing, and said, we want to do this show. Can you direct it for us? And it was a show called Howie the Rookie. And I said, sure, because we had 
nothing going on. This was deep in the pandemic. There was no work. There was nothing cool going on. So I thought, you know, why not? This sounds like a lot of fun. Almost a year later, the show finally goes up in 2021. It was a long, hard fought battle in order to get that show to actually happen. And in the process was how we as a, a collective kind of came together and formulated the ideas that would originate the Definitely Human Theater Collective. It sort of spawned out of an idea. Of, we all kind of always wanted to create our own company. Uh, we just never, I think, had th the exact circumstances and the exact sort of need to create it because we were all sort of unable to find fulfilling theater. We were unable to find fulfilling art, especially at the time and still now. So we decided in that very upstart way that I think is crucial to this area, we just decided, why don't we do it ourselves? And that's fantastic. It, it kind of goes with that saying, when the opportunity isn't there for you, make the opportunity. And oh, yeah. uh, you guys really were able to seize it. The pandemic was such a hard time. Hell, it's still a hard time. So many things are not the same still. You know, I've had the uh, the opportunity to go to a couple concerts and a couple shows since, but it's definitely not the same landscape that it once was. So you said that getting Howie and the Rookie up and running was definitely an arduous process. Could you tell us a little bit about the show and what you guys kind of had to do to make it happen? Howie the Rookie is this incredible Irish play by this incredible Irish playwright, Marco Rowe, that follows over the course of, I think, two days, these two Dublin youths whose uh, paths and destinies just kind of like, I don't want to say cross, more like they slam into each other, like two head-on, like a head-on collision. What's really cool about the play is its its structure is is very unique. Uh, the show is told as two monologues, and I think each monologue is about 50 minutes, and it's one side of the story and then the other side of the story. And it's difficult to get into what is exactly so unique about that. Talking about it, you kind of have to see it or read it uh, in the way they speak and the way they present events and things act out and happen. It's really unlike any theatrical experience. It's very singular and unique uh, play. But what what brought us to the play uh, initially was we had been presented this play by a professor of ours, not necessarily with the intention of like putting it up, but like, hey, this kind of seems like up your alley. Just wanted to put it like in your radar when we were in the initial uh, shutdown because of COVID. And most of the work was virtual. Lots of virtual plays were being recorded and happening. Uh, like I said, this is one of the many things that we found ourselves being dissatisfied with. And we were like, well, this isn't theater. This is kind of film because theater has a very specific definition. And we were like, well, how can we do theater when it's literally not safe? Like it's, it, you yeah. can't do theater, but there has to be a way to persist. And then we said, oh, look at this. It's the summer. Lots of outdoor theater is happening. And here's a play where there's one actor on the stage at a time. Yeah. It's, it's like, you know, it's, it's safe as it could be. Um, and that's so we initially set out to do it that summer. But of course, in our naivety, uh, <laughs> uh, we were kind of like, oh, this is going to be much more difficult uh, than we thought it was going to be. So but that's, you know, the play itself being amazing. And then the circumstances that we found ourselves in is kind of what led us to the play in the first place. Yeah, that's fantastic. Patrick, do you have anything to add on about that? 
I truly believe that the experience of making Howie, because at this point we have we had a preliminary run over at Dutchess Community College, and then we had an actual show that we were able to put up with the uh, Rhinebeck Performing Arts Center. The, the sort of process and the arc of Howie the Rookie and how we got involved with it is very exemplary of us as artists, of everybody involved in that project, because it was all people who are deeply, deeply, deeply in belief of what we were trying to accomplish and our initial goals. Howie the Rookie is very special to me. My, my role changed dramatically over the course of being uh, working on Howie the Rookie, because as I had said, I was originally brought on to direct it. And then by the end, uh, by both showings of Howie the Rookie, I was in it. It was an undertaking, but it was also, uh, I mean, just an incredible, incredible experience. I think the, the prospect of putting up any kind of theater as like being light and easy and guerrilla, it's only got two people, two people in it. We don't need to to put too, so much effort into it is this amazing thing, but it just goes to show the kinds of people that we are and that we saw that and we went, okay, but how can we make this as good as possible? And that's what we did. Truthfully, I believe. I believe that that show was absolutely phenomenal. And I am in disbelief at, at how, how well it turned out. That's incredible. I'm regretting that I'm just hearing about this all now. I wish I could have seen it all in the heyday and all that, but I'm sure... I will get plenty of chances to see phenomenal stuff from you guys in the future. And we will certainly get into that. You're listening to In Touch, Town Square Media, the Hudson Valley's public affairs and issues program. With me today, I got the founders of Definitely Human Theater. We have Patrick and we got Joey. We've been talking about how they got started and we've been talking about uh, Howie the Rookie, their first show as a group. And it's so inspiring. Uh, everything that you guys have going on. And one thing that I really want to focus on right now is your goal, your mission as a group, because you guys said that you guys had a very clear vision of what you wanted to do as this theater collective. And I, I think it's only right that the rest of the community knows what that mission is and what you guys are doing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and before we uh, before we jump into that, I just want to uh, I just want to make sure to to put it out there that Patrick and I are only uh, two fourths of the founding members. We have two other incredible founding members of the company, uh, Vanessa Bear and Brooke Wallace, who are incredible artists. And I also want to mention uh, right now our three other, I guess, like mainstay core members: Carter Beers, uh, Vinny Granada, and Nick Ferentino. I just wanted to put them out there because when we talk about the people involved and the founders and these long conversations, these people were there, you know, as well as me and Patrick. Um, and you can find them on the article on the website of the station you were listening to. We're going to have more of everybody up so you guys can learn a little bit more. But fortunately, we were lucky enough to get Patrick and Joey specifically today. But yes. I'm glad that you brought that up. But yeah, so as far as Definitely Human's mission and goals, uh, one of our big, big things uh, that we say all the time is we want to demystify the theatrical process and create more theater makers and theater artists and theater audience members, uh, create more theater um, <laughs> by exposing our community and the people around us what we know to be the best theater. 
part of this idea came from at least my personal experience with this. I think we all kind of have a uh, an individual moment or experience like this. Uh, when I was in high school, uh, I was heavily involved in the drama club, uh, like most theater makers were, you know. Uh, I was heavily involved in theater class. We were lucky enough to have a theater class in my high school. What drew me to theater was not the uh, uh, the musicals or even most of the the plays that were chosen. I was lucky enough to have a theater teacher who kind of recognized my interests as uh, uh, you know, kind of a disaffected teenager, and was like, "Hey, you should read this play, and you should read this play, and you should check out this theater artist." And that's what made me fall in love with theater. And of course, you know, I love every, you know, I love musicals and I love campy plays and I love all that stuff, you know. But uh, as I got older and I, you know, was sort of on that precipice of entering the professional world for this art that I like dedicated my life to, I was kind of like, I'm not seeing this work on a commercial or mainstream level that like made me feel alive when I was at that age or like when I really needed it at that time. And so we were like, hey, I bet that if more people knew that like this is kind of the meat and bones of theater makers and a lot more theater audience members, part of our our, our, our goal is to is to one, show everybody like, hey, like there's this whole world that like people just don't know about. And there's these amazing plays that are just like going over people's heads. And like, two, this is how you make it. Like, you know, hey, you don't have to go to school and you have to spend like thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to make it. It certainly helps. But like, come here and we spent the thousands of dollars so you don't have to, you know, and like, let's get in this space and let's make it. There's a, a larger discussion that we can maybe get into a bit after this of also providing uh, access to this work. Uh, access is another huge, huge uh, aspect and thing that we're grappling with. Um, Patrick, I don't know if you want to add on to that at all. Yeah, certainly. Really what it boils down to is that when we say demystify the process, essentially what we're referring to is that we are trained, I think both as audience members and as theater makers, that the process of making theater is outside of our control. If you are an actor, you are not making the play. If you are a director, you are not uh, involved in all other aspects. You are not controlling what script you get. You are not controlling how those things happen. Uh, if you are a technician, you are basically at the whim of whoever is the producer or this or that. All of these things are shown to us as being at levels higher and higher and higher above our heads, uh, which truthfully isn't really how the process works, or it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be about who is in charge and who has the most power and who has the most money and what's the most marketable thing. It should be what is something that is a story that needs to be told. Everything else will follow as long as you put in any level of effort. And it's going to be a lot. These types of productions are not easy, but it is because we have such a strong drive and such a strong passion to put that stuff up and to showcase to people that it's possible. There is no curtains. There is no union or somebody standing in your way to say, you can't do this work. You can do that as long as you actually want to do it. That is the only barrier of entry. And that's what we really want to show the collective. I think that's great. Just allowing that kind of access to everybody. Uh, you know, it, I feel like for so many people, especially, you know, here we are in New York, we are 
a couple hours north of Broadway, so many people. Broadway is like that's the only thing that if you can, if you're going to be successful in theater, it's only Broadway. That's the misconception that at least I know is around with some people. But it's amazing the opportunities that can be found and can be made. You know, there's so many places, like, as you said, working with the Rhinebeck Center, that's an incredible place with so many great shows and people and is a great example of uh, art really flourishing. There's so much more than simply just Broadway. I, I Absolutely. Broadway's amazing. You want to be on Broadway. Everybody wants to be on Broadway. But to show that there is a life, a career, opportunities feeling, emotion, all that can be found just anywhere. I am so glad that you guys are doing that and, you know, really have it so much in your mission statement and in your goals right there. Uh, I think that's really inspiring and something that our community could definitely use more of. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, another thing that is really meaningful to us uh, is, like you said, it's it's kind of frustrating when uh, everything is, is, is Broadway all the time. I certainly felt that way because I look at Broadway and it's not really speaking to me. You know, it's cool and it's fun, but like uh, most of the work isn't isn't speaking to to me. And I'm sure there's many other people out there uh, who feel the same way. Um, but you know, what we're trying to do is is it's a lofty goal, but create an alternative to that mm-hmm. and a theater world and network that isn't Broadway centric. The theater existed long before Broadway and will exist long after Broadway. Amen. You're listening to In Touch, Town Square Media, the Hudson Valley's public affairs and issues program. We are sitting down with two of the founders of Definitely Human Theater. We've been running through their production of Howie the Rookie. We've been talking about their goals and mission statements about being accessible to the community. And as we are in our last couple of minutes of In Touch, Something that neglected to ask, how did you come up with the name Definitely Human? I'm assuming maybe partly from your mission statement or is there, oh, I'm seeing some big smiles. So there's a story. So I'm um, I'm excited. How did you come up with Definitely Human as the name? Okay. So um, if I can, if I can be uh, clear about this, the name was, if we're all being honest, everyone involved in this was the hardest part of doing this was coming up with <laughs> because... And I mean that because there are so many cool names for theater companies and any kind of group of people that are artists. They got all these really, really cool names. And so we thought, well, we've got to come up with something that sounds good. And we spent, I believe, weeks, weeks on end just throwing stuff at the wall. And that doesn't work. And this doesn't work. And I believe it was Brooke. I believe it was Brooke who initially, as a joke, uh, said, why don't we do definitely human? Because we uh, were throwing around this idea of how we're outsiders, we're uh, sort of not in the mainstream, we're sort of like emerging from something hidden. So to give it this idea of like like a cryptid, right? Something mm. like Bigfoot, like man, something that's sort of wandering out from the woods and you're like, what is this very strange thing that this is in front of me? Uh, but you become fascinated by it. So uh, the idea is that we are definitely human, uh, but we are something much more, much more mysterious in disguise. Uh, uh, (laughs) Essentially, we are, like Joey said, we are a bunch of freaks and weirdos. We are definitely human, but we are 
uh, definitely a lot stranger than what is uh, apparent at the moment. And so it just stuck. It just made sense. One of my favorite aspects of the name, which is not was not intended in its creation, is kind of this lampooning of uh, a common thread that you hear a lot when talked about, like the greatest theater ever. Like when they talk about Shakespeare, they're like, oh, he knew humans so well and the human aspect of it. Like, that's what it is. And like, yeah, we're definitely human. Definitely not creatures from a pit. Like we're definitely humans. Like, don't you know? So that's the long and short of it, yeah. <laughs> I know nobody can see me right now, but I'm like, I'm just like chuckling and smiling at this whole thing. And I love it. You know, uh, I love the, uh, I love the sincerity and the tongue in cheek aspect that is all woven within this. And it's great. And on your Instagram, I think it's really funny uh, how I've, I noticed on everybody's bios, you have like some kind of cryptic uh, associated with each one of you guys, which I think is uh you know, really funny and all that. Uh, you guys got a great vision and a great idea for it. And, you know, it's like, you gotta be outside of the norm. You gotta be outside of the box in order to really do anything and make something. So that's incredible guys. Thank you so much for being on in touch. Uh, what is the best way for people to stay up to date with what's going on with you guys? Right now, best way would probably be to follow us on Instagram uh, at definitely human theater. We also are on Facebook, same thing, definitely human theater, but I believe our Instagram is much more active. Um, though you will find most of the same major, uh, information, uh, on both in both of those places. Awesome. Now I know we're coming to the very last seconds here, but is there like in a few, in a few words and sentences, any hints, any like little little bits of information of what we can expect from the future from you guys. Yes. In early December, December 4th, we are going to be doing a charity event of Ukrainian plays about uh, the, the war in uh, Ukraine in support of Ukraine. Uh, it's basically called the Ukraine plays. Uh, it's going to be going up in Ankrum uh, at Ankrum performing arts center. And yeah, it's going to be on December 4th at 2 PM. It's a charity event, so we're taking donations. We're going to be donating them to... Uh, we are donating them to a charity uh, based in Germany, I believe, that helps support uh, Ukrainian theater artists and playwrights uh, in these trying times. Uh, but I cannot remember the name because it's in another language, but I but promise we will you have, it's there. <laughs> we will have that on the website of the radio station that you were listening on where everything will be available. Links... And uh, event information, it'll be all there for you guys to check out. Joey, Pat, thank you so much for being on In Touch. We really appreciate you guys. You've been showing us something that's truly artistic, truly creative, and definitely human. Absolutely. So thank you guys very much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. This has been this week's edition of In Touch, the public affairs and issues program that runs across Town Square Media, the Hudson Valley radio stations. We want to give a big thank you to Patrick and Joey from Definitely Human Theater. For more information on them, their upcoming The Ukraine Plays charity performance, and more, you can visit the In Touch tab on the top of the website of the radio station you're listening on. If you haven't checked us out online yet, you should. On every Town Square Media of the Hudson Valley radio station homepage, so WPDH, WRRV, The Wolf, Light FM, there is a tab specifically for In Touch for you to find episodes and articles. 
Not just that, but we also have a brand new YouTube channel along with Facebook and Instagram pages. You can find us on YouTube under In Touch, a Town Square Media of the Hudson Valley production, and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at In Touch underscore HV. Whether you have a topic you want discussed or you want to be a guest, the best way to contact us is through our office number, 845-471-1500, or email direct to connor.walsh at townsquaremedia.com. That, and you can always use our new social media accounts. I've been your host, Connor Walsh. Until next time, stay curious, keep an open mind, and as always, I'm glad we get to spend some time. <laughs>